Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And Becky, I think we have a unique topic and a unique guest today. What are you thinking? Well, we do, Lisa. You know, we've been talking this season about soft skills and those skills that, that are important for students, um, life, lifetime skills. And we've talked a little bit about different um, employment, transition, those types of things. But I thought today we'll take advantage of a special, special guest that we have available, and that is my sister, Cheryl Hines. Now, some of you may know Cheryl from HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. I play uh, Cheryl David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I also studied improv at the Groundlings Theater in Los Angeles. So, um, so that's my background is mostly comedy and improv and acting. So, so um, I know. Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah. So we were thinking about, you know, our, our thoughts about teachers working with kids with disabilities in general, but also parents. And one of the first things that you're great at is making people laugh. And, and I was just kind of curious um, if you could help us think a little bit as the teachers and parents, how to help kids understand when laughter is meant in fun, maybe when laughter feels too personal. How do, how do you help people think about that in some of the training that you've done? Well, I, th I think in, in your case, in, in teaching and with kids, um, I would advise to, as we say in comedy room, <laughs> so I'm sure it depends, from, you know, from case to case, from, from child to child, if uh, they can understand, you know, humor or when it's, when it's, um, when it's a joke or when it's for some reason being used in wrong way but um i think i think if you stick to it being about yourself maybe um you know oh i i wore two um socks that don't match today i did a great job this morning so if it's more if you're making fun of yourself you can connect with other people and they see the human side of you and and they can automatically they automatically know it's you're not laughing at someone else you laugh at yourself and so it's it's never mistaken i should say never but almost never mistaken for making fun of someone else if you're making fun of yourself or your situation whatever that is people can connect with you I love that. Yeah, that that's a good point because I think a lot of times I know in, in a lot of your work, it's it, on curb and other places. You use things like irony and sarcasm in particular. Um, sarcasm is actually a, 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 a humor device that doesn't play well in school, and I really, you know, teachers sometimes don't understand that there are some students who are very, very literal. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of wanted to point that out because some of the things that we find funny um, in our everyday life aren't necessarily appropriate for the classroom. Um, tell me a little bit, I know, uh, talk a little bit about, about um, the way that you use those nonverbals to communicate e either warmth or comedy to an audience. So if I'm a teacher, I'm standing in front of kids, what am I going to do to communicate those feelings and connect with the audience? Well, when you first get in front of anyone even if you smile it's a it's an emotion that someone can understand and connect with so people are looking to see if 
you know, are your arms folded and you're hunched over and you're acting like you don't want to be there, then, then they're going to receive that signal and think, Oh, you don't want to be here. I don't want to be here either. I don't want to hear anything you're going to say. So if you can take a breath, um, and what I do before I go into, uh, almost any situation, especially where I know I'm going to have to perform or I'm going to have to, to interview with someone I don't know, I will uh, make a fist with both of my hands and ball them up and I'll scrunch my face up really tight and I'll squeeze my hands for about five seconds and then I let it go. And you feel a relief and you feel um, just you're at ease with yourself. So people can sense that when, when you walk into a room or you're on screen, they can feel if you are at ease with yourself, then they can be at ease while they're listening to you and watching you. I love to your theme seems to be at ease with yourself. I think that's a great theme for laughter. And I've never really thought about teaching a kid to, you know, if somebody makes fun of me, laugh at myself first. Don't give them the chance to not say this is funny. And I, I think that's some great advice for families to remember. How do you, how do you suggest that people that are really struggling just to laugh? What are, what are some good ways just to get a good laugh? Cause I don't know of anybody who can laugh better than the Heinz sisters. I, I can't be around the both of you and not have a good laugh always. So what is it? What's the secret behind just a good family laugh? Well, it, you know, I, I'm doing a talk show on Zoom. It's live. And I want my show to be very professional. I want it to be good. I want it to have, you know, these great guests that are taking time to be on my show. And then I'll have, you know, my husband walk through the shot in the background, you know, in his boxer shorts. and. I have two choices, right? I can either take a moment to get mad at him and derail the show and uh, be angry about the situation or take a breath, laugh at the moment because I'm sure everybody has experienced something similar and that's what makes this moment unique, like you were saying. So it's, it, it, you have choices. You either laugh or you get mad. And so uh, we find life is a lot more fun if you just laugh at that and let it go. You're also able to be present more because it takes so much energy to be angry <laughs> and to sustain that feeling and that emotion that it's exhausting and it's tiring. But if you can find a way to laugh move on. Um, I, I think you'll enjoy people around you a little more. And I, th I think that's true, Cheryl. I think that's, that's we definitely grew up um, with the ability to, to make a choice, to be happy, to make a choice, to find the, the humor in something, even if it seemed like a dark time or something, a, a low point momentarily. Um, when, when you think about um, performing, let me ask you again, let's, let's say a teacher who is trying to teach and they really want to be able to make those choices. Um, have you ever been in, a, in a, a setting where you were doing something live and you had anybody like a, a heckler or somebody doing something unexpected? Like how do we handle those unexpected real-time things when it's not our family, when it's 
somebody who you don't even know what their intent is sometimes because as a teacher sometimes we feel a little bit attacked so right. what what would you say you know how do we how do we handle the heckler Cheryl? well uh, you know um there are two ways to go about it so depending on the situation one is to ignore that person and not give them uh more oxygen because that might be what they're looking for is just to take over the space um so if you that that's one way to go and the other way to go is to give them all of the oxygen so if you stop everything down and say okay johnny you've got the floor we're talking about uh whatever you're talking about you know today we're talking about manners today so here's your chance to tell everybody what you know about manners sometimes if, if when you give that person the spotlight they shrink um quickly so the, the, those have been my experiences sound sound right on line with the classroom and so i just have one last question and that is if you could give a word of advice to parents who are stressed, who are struggling, who maybe want to laugh, what is what is something improvisationally they could do at home with their kids to make the world a little bit lighter and brighter right now? Well, I mean, we do warm up exercises um, that that just it it, it you know you just throw out an emotion and everybody does it for three seconds. It's like, but you do it from on a scale of one to 10, you do it a 10. So if it's like, everybody's happy, <laughs> everybody's angry, I'm so mad. So you sort of go through these emotions and you have, you know, everybody in the room or every, you know, your family doing all this. It really, it somehow is a release and people um, bond together because they're having fun and you're being silly. It's really fun to be silly and not, um, you know, not worry about it too much. We used to do, this is a part of my training, but we used to do, um, we would play ha. Did you ever play hot? And everybody, <laughs> everybody lies on the floor and one person lies down and then the other person, uh, lies with the back of their head on somebody's stomach and then the other person lies on the back of their head on somebody's stomach and then the first person says ha second person says ha ha the third person says ha 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 and you keep going and then of course it just ends up being um silly ridiculous bundle of people lying on the floor laughing well that's that's the, that's the secret to hollywood success you guys that's, i don't know i don't know why i didn't make it because i played as well um so cheryl as, as we're wrapping up i just wanted to ask you because you have trained people in comedy classes and again i'm just going to bring it back to the teachers for a second and we do know you know uh, humor is is a welcomed trait by teachers, but everybody's not funny. Can you can you make yourself more funny? Did you have students who weren't funny? And if you did, like, what what advice would you give people who are like, yeah, I want to be those things, but it's really not me, and I I don't love making a fool of myself. So, like, what are some some low hanging um, fruits there they could grab to just warm up or change or lighten up the setting? Um. Well, it's it's. Like I was saying before, self-deprecating humor is a good way to go, and it could be something 
you know, small. It could be, um, you know, I don't know what, what that is. I forgot to brush my teeth today so nobody gets too, too close to me. Whatever that is. That's just going to sound <laughs> creepy. Okay. Let's okay. make another one. Let's strike that one. <laughs> um, well, it's like I said, too, it's, uh, for me, I think if you're, if you don't think you're funny, the, you probably can appreciate humor. And there's so much online, there's so much where if something strikes you as funny, you can say, on the way over here, I saw a guy walking his dog and the dog was even wearing his mask. So that's kind of funny. It's a way to connect. It's not on you. You don't have to be funny, but you, but you can, you know, have a light moment with someone and, and can, you know, convey a warmth that people will feel. And if you're, like we were saying, it's an emotional connection. If you're laughing, if you're smiling, if you're talking about a funny dog or something that you saw, people will connect with that and respond because they'll be able to relate to it. And I think I think I just really appreciate not only your time, but just that whole theme of of making it about myself and relationships. And I think that's that's really what you do so very well. So thank you for your expertise and thank you for joining us on Practical Access. Becky, what are we thinking about for next time? Lisa, I think next time we're gonna, we're gonna dig a little deeper into creativity in general and think about, you know, what can we do to add that layer to, to our classrooms? Well, thank you again, Cheryl. Thank you, Becky. And please send us a tweet at Access Practical if you have questions. Thank you, Lisa and Becky. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.